0: Once upon a time, I read a book, and it was the sweetest, gentlest book that had the most wholesome story. And to make a long story short, the daughter in said book would do certain things that would astound her father so much that after she accomplished these feats, All he would say time and time again was, wow, just wow. When I looked at the first episode of Death's Game, I finally understood what the father in that story felt because it's exactly what I said. That's game stars Udi Inku and Pak So Dam. There are a plethora of fantastic stars in this drama, and I don't want to diminish a single one of them. But we see that Kim Jae Uk is in this, Kim Ji Hoon is in this, Lee Do Hyun is in this, Jang Sung. Joe is in this, Choi Si Huan is in this, EJ Luke is in this, Sung Kun is in this. The list doesn't end, it feels like. But one thing that I can tell you as I consider my first impression of the first four episodes is that I absolutely cannot get enough of this drama. Now, If you are a drama head, you are probably already watching this drama, so I won't enlighten you about anything, but because I don't like to assume that everyone is right in the same positions in their watch lists, I have got to set this story up for you so you can see why without a shadow of a doubt, you should stop everything that you are doing to catch up. So our male lead, he has a life that is fraught with disappointment, and it's disappointment of the financial variety. He is the guy that lives in the struggle rooftop apartment that they use for every drama when somebody is living a struggle situation. I love that it's almost comforting for them to take us to that same damn, you know, green terraced rooftop apartment I don't know why but I always feel like I'm going back to my damn college apartment or something whenever they do that so the fact that you live on that green you know cemented rooftop apartment means that your ass is struggling baby and he is definitely doing that he was due to have an interview with a I believe the name of the company is Taekong um and it was one of those corporation like the IT corporations in Hanguk when you are in your college uh, years if you were to be reached out by them you are doing some things and our male lead is he was contacted for an interview or either he applied and he was accepted for an interview before he even graduated so this meant that he was on the fast track baby to doing some things in life unfortunately on his way to work or to this interview that he for every reason that i could see was probably going to ace it he witnesses a very tragic car accident in which a pedestrian is hit hurdles into the air and slams on the ground right in front of him and although it's gory and frightening Udi male lead he goes over to this guy and Attempts, I guess, to see if he can render any kind of assistance for this man, but he is DOA and makes that evident as soon as Udi Mel Lead has a look over. So this messes up his timing that day because he is at the cusp of being late for this interview. Fortunately, he makes it to the interview, but because of the traumatic. You know, you could just imagine how traumatizing that would be to see something like that. So, when he's in the interview, his mind is not there. They're asking him those interview questions, and he is not capable of answering the question because his mind is somewhere else. So, the question volley to him goes to another employee who gives his canned ass response. And, you know, so Mel Lee ultimately does not get the job. So he is ruined by this because this was his one chance to make something of himself and to have a viable income. And we all can understand that Um, situation after situation befall him where he finds that every corner he turns in that day leads him down a terrible, tragic path until he ends The cherry on the top of his day is that evening he rolls up on his girlfriend, Chisu, and they've been dating for some time. And they're definitely in love and, you know, they have a promising future with each other as long as they are together. And he sees her get out of this car and she's holding a bouquet of flowers and it was given to her by a J J-ball looking guy. And so now we have our male lead also in a conundrum because it's like, oh my God, she's been cheating on me the whole time and why not? Because I suck. And so she he rolls up on her and he's like, Look, you know, you can't possibly she hands him an envelope, and this envelope, you can tell it's money, but it's not evident what the money is from. Nevertheless, this is sort of the last nail in the coffin, as it were, for him, because what will kill your pride more than your your girlfriend kicking you down and you're supposed to or you assume the position of being the provider so he was like you know let's just call this quits yes because there's no way you can be happy with me I ain't happy with me I am broke you look like a million bucks you're getting out the car with a guy who the hell is that guy and you know what instead of pretending like this is going somewhere let's just call it quits and he turns around and he leaves and she looks after him as you know speechless because uh, his eyes saw what they saw and so our male lead is despondent and unfortunately because this is a drama when you're despondent you take it all the way there so he goes to his rooftop apartment but before he is able to, you know, do the ultimate, he also gets evicted. Yes, because he's behind in rent because he's been banking on getting this job. And so the landlord or the slumlord put all his stuff outside and it rained that day. So it rained on all his stuff. And I may have this out of order. I think he was evicted prior to him rolling up on Su. But either way, when you ball all this up, it equals into an avalanche of suicide because that's exactly what he does he gets up on that rooftop and he decides that he is not going to keep on doing this shit he has had a day you think you've had a bad day watch the first episode if you've ever had a bad day (laughs) minus what he did at the end of that damn episode uh watch um our male leads day. You ain't had no bad day. till you have had his bad day. This guy has been evicted. He he lost a chance of a lifetime at a dream job. He's been, you know, hunted down by loan sharks and he's been, you know, lost all of his investment. He like put all his money into this investment that his quote unquote chingu had, you know, told him to invest, but he actually stole every cent of his money. This all happened. In a less than 24-hour period. So he takes himself out. He jumps off that roof and he dies. Except when he dies and he goes to the next place, quote unquote, he is confronted by death herself. And this is where our, let's just say, most official female lead takes place and she is menacing she has a look to her that man it was like this role was made for her she does a fantastic job she sells being death so she he goes down here and he's confronted by her and she is the no nonsense um don't give a damn about your feelings type of a character and she confronts him with his reality such as he knows it now and it is this you have taken and you have taken your own life which is the highest offense apparently and because he took her job away from her you know withdrew the covers from the table, as it were, before he had any right to do so. You get punished for that. And so he has to live 12 different lives, 12 lives that are on the fast track to death. Except if he can figure out a way to keep himself alive, he Can continue to live that life. So our male lead, he's distraught. He's despondent because he thought that that was the answer, that like it would be over now. I have exonerated myself from suffering. So why am I still having to do this? And she takes him to what we're going to call hell. And she shows him images and not even images, realities of things that are just so frightening. And it was so effective. And I'm like, wow, this, this K-drama, I have never seen a K-drama like this. I have never seen a K-drama like this. And also any drama I watch, I'm always checking hard for the romance. I'm not checking for romance at all because this is just going to blow you away. So you don't have to worry about, oh my God, romance is my jam. I don't think I'm going to make it through this. You will because it is absolutely captivating. That's the best description I can make. So she scares the living hell out of him and they go beyond the doors. You know, the doors close again and the door is like, imagine two of the longest tallest doors you've ever seen in your life and they close except there's a gap in the middle and then there's a gap at the bottom so that when you lay on the floor or if you look at it a certain way it looks like an upside down cross yes it's wow the symbolism in this drama is something else but do you know how in scary movies how people say stuff like you know stay away from the light don't go toward the light so you know where she's like oh do you want to see where you're going to end up ultimately and you look at this door and you think oh heaven's behind there and it's totally hell so you know just the imagery that they used for this I just thought that they executed it very well I am enjoying this a lot so he is on a mission and he has no choice in this and I suppose he could have said, hey, just send me to hell. But it doesn't appear that he had a as uh, is, is much of a decision about that, that the 12 lives or rather the 12 deaths that he has to endure, they are part and parcel of his punishment even before death. So one of his first lives is he comes back and in this first life, he is... Uh, he's like an evil Knievel Korean version (laughs) and this is a daredevil who does all these wacky ass stunts all over Korea and the world and he has gained a reputation for just kind of having nine lives I suppose and never dying from all of these risky isn't even a, a big enough word for what he does nevertheless this particular excursion that he's or adventure he's going to go on has our male lead waking up in the sky. Okay. He is in the sky, like skydiving. And this evil Knievel type of person is purported to be doing a skydive, yet is not going to use a parachute, but he is going to live. Yeah. So these are the types of things that this daredevil-esque type of person does and just to give us viewers just as much shock as humanly possible unfortunately and spoiler alert if you don't want to know this but he has to die 12 times so I'm not really spoiling it but how does he die he hurtles to the ground fucking head first into the dirt because he does not make it you know So when he gets back to, let's just say, Death's Lair, where she has just this cryptic-looking black embellished desk that she sits at and reads over her little death scrolls or something, and every time he dies, he wakes up there, but it's off the heels of whatever injury he had. So when you hurtle your fucking head into the dirt somewhere in a desert in Korea, you wake up with one hell of a headache and your neck hurt, you know, until you come to the realization that you're not actually that person. You just incurred his death. So, to get to the next person that he incarnates into, she takes a gun and she pow blows not blows his head off but she does shoot him in the head every time to get him to the next life it doesn't take long before our male lead realizes that he's got to start thinking just a little bit more because these people are living lifestyles that have them on the cusp of death so if he can get in these lives and he can live then he can right his wrong. He can kind of redo what he did not do right. And I'm not going to go over all of them, but I will stop and elucidate a couple of people so you can see the trajectory that our male lead is on. So he has been a student he came back as a student who was heavily bullied. And because our male lead is an intelligent guy, he is able to cower that bully. He's able to strip that bully of his power. And he's able to um change the tides of the way that the students are treating this boy. And he's able to give the bully, the king of bully crown to someone else, a guy who leaves him alone. But unfortunately the old bully comes back and kills the student, but the student was already on the fast track to killing himself because he was being severely bullied. And then we have a business executive. The business executive that he incarnates into is Chae one and he is the brother of a He's like a table son. He's like number either one or two. Yeah, I don't remember. He's got to be one because he was given the CEO ship from his dad. But he is on an airplane and that airplane just goes down in a blaze of fiery unglory. And then he comes back as a mafia guy. Now, this incarnation is extremely important because this mafia guy is able to fight his way out of a jam where he's about to be tortured so that he doesn't uh, get away from the bad guys. He's stolen like 10 billion, you know, one from this guy. And so, you know, they want their money back. So he reincarnates as this guy and he's able to get away and he's one fantastic motorcyclist. And like I said, I've never seen a K-drama like this. The action, you're just like on the edge of your seat. It is just titillating so he hides all this money somewhere and he does ultimately die because the woman that he promised to run away with double crosses him and kills him but that money is still a reality so every time our male lead incarnates it's still in korea so he may come as a different person, but he's still coming into the same country and into the same time frame, so he still knows where this money has been hidden. so his strategy is okay, if I could just get back to this money, that's all I need. Bam, I could just you know i who can't live off ten mil- ten billion one so he comes back and he's constantly trying to get back to this money. And he does get to the money. He hides it in these safe deposit box that he is able to um, pick up right in the nick of time when security is about to, you know, clean the lockers out or something like that. So he comes back as a an MMA champion. And this one is interesting because remember, we're still in the same locale and in the same time of history, I guess you could say, current day. So. The bully that he stripped of his crown in high school, this bully ends up in prison with him where he incarnates as an MMA fighter who has been convicted of manslaughter. So, the way that he got into this body is that obviously he had to die. But the way that he got into prison was that this young man who's an MMA fighter who was on his way to fame and glory. He's like the best MMA fighter in the But his family is struggling. They're in so much debt that one day he agrees to take the fall for a hit and run accident that a che ball has. Right. And so he hes they say, look, you only 18. And in Korea, as in many other states, you don't necessarily go to adult prison when you do a crime as a juvenile. So they're like, "Okay, go do your little two years and we'll pay you this many millions of wands for doing this for us and letting our executive go because we can't afford something like this. So he's like, "Okay, cool. He weighs his odds. So when he's in prison, the bully back from high school, When our male lead was incarnated as a little high school kid, he comes in there and he's got this reputation for being a psychopath. He's got everybody scared and stuff. And our MMA fighter looks at him and takes one look at him and giggles hysterically because he's like, are you kidding me? Like, no, this guy is soft as cotton and everybody's amazed that he's a total punk because he takes him down and he knocks him down to size and, you know, he ends up not being big and bad and psychotic and all the other prisoners make him pay. And, you know, you think, wow, this MMA fighter, he finally has a chance to get out of this because the MMA fighter is able to really fight well. And, you know, the Balls, they don't have any intention of giving him this money. They intend to kill him before he can ever get out because they can't have any witnesses to what happened. And unfortunately, the girl where she was only injured, she ended up dying in the hospital. So this made our uh, MMA fighter have a little bit more, you know, difficult time in prison than he would have had because she died and it made the charges much more, uh, much heavier. And so next, our uh, male lead, he comes back as a baby and unfortunately the baby doesn't make it very long they don't give us but maybe 15 or 20 minutes with this baby which i'm glad of because how is our male league going to survive in a baby's body you know and not only that he's birthed to abusive parents who happen to the dad actually works for like the korean version of child protective services and they abuse him and they throw him yes and they hit him and they kill him Okay, and then our last iteration, I am up to episode four. So our last iteration, and um, he's number, if I'm not mistaken, number eight or number seven because our male lead only has five lives left. Every time he dies, there's this clock, and you know, clock is one through 12. The hand scrolls counterclockwise to the next number or to the... um to the next number you know 12 goes to 11 then 10 then 9 like that and so now or he came back as a male model this time he was the male model for a really long time but longer than many of the other lives he's had because he comes back and he ends up rolling up on his ex and he and the ex kind of hit it off because he starts to tell her his experience with death and all these lives that he has lived except the way he is able to tell her the absolute truth without looking like a lunatic is he dresses it up as if it is a fictional story that he's writing because Jisoo became a famous writer she is a writer and I don't want to say famous but she became a writer who's won an award or so and she thinks that he's just reiterating a story that you know he wants to write and so He regales her with this story because he works at his brother's coffee shop, you know, part time. And he's also a male model. So he has money and all this stuff. But he ends up falling in love with Jisoo and Jisoo is absolutely falling in love with him. Although she can't understand why he reminds her so much of her dead boyfriend and, you know, the guilt and all that stuff that goes along with her. Probably, you know, not liking herself for loving him because he's exactly like him, but he reveals himself to her one night and he tells her look the reason why xyz and abc is happening is because i actually am your boyfriend and i know this don't make no sense but yes it's true and then he is killed along with her so up to this point i have been enthralled but i I have got to give some of my hopes. I don't even want to say these are predictions, but these are some of my hopes for how this drama will will end up because I can't believe what I'm seeing. But my god, I just I just can't accept the direction this is going and this will make more sense after this jump. So at this point, our male lead, he only has five lives left. He has successfully killed a student, a business executive, a mafia guy, a world-renowned daredevil, MMA champion, a baby, and a male model. That's eight, I think. Yeah. He's also killed his ex-girlfriend. Something about the extreme hopelessness in this drama leads me to think that there's going to be a savior or a savior-like action that will reverse time. Although death is, you know, um, the opposite of life, I have to believe that, you know, there is still a foe. A real foe of death, and that is life. When you watch this drama, especially when he is in the 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 death slayer, you're gonna see there's so much symbology. You know, there's so much symbolism going on, and it reeks of you know a lot of religious um, connotation. And we all know that in religious connotation, and I'm talking about more so Abrahamic religious connotation, that um, death does not rule the day. Death is defeated, ultimately. And there's a savior that comes and and delivers people from everlasting torment and hopelessness. So where the death and destruction and, and just everything that's going wrong with our male lead is absolutely um, a present danger for him at all times, light is is also something that is proffered to those who have death as their eventuality if they are willing to turn towards that actual light. Our male lead, he has a heart of gold and he really tries to help the people that he embodies. Um, Through these lives that he's lived and especially with him being able to reincarnate into another guy and have a chance to see jisoo become who she is and reflect over their time together he sees that he misunderstood everything about that day except being evicted and getting stole from and missing his damn (laughs) and and messing up his damn interview but as it related to jisoo she was not being courted by some guy that was her brother-in-law that dropped her off and gave her those flowers for winning a literary award She gave him her prize money for winning that award because she loved him and she saw how hard he was working and just wanted to see him win. It wasn't pity. She definitely didn't want to break up with him when he left and she didn't say anything. She was in such shock that they had come to this that she did not know. She was incapacitated when they had been dating and she was at a bar with a whole bunch of co workers, one of her managers was like, Oh, yeah, you know, you would probably like to date her. Aren't you single? she's like, No, I'm not single. And he's like, Oh, yeah, whatever. You're not really single. You, I don't never see you with nobody. Where your boyfriend at? And our male lead was actually the bartender there. And he was about to turn back so he could hide because he was very ashamed of his station in life. And, uh, he walked over to the table. He was never going to introduce himself. He was just going to pretend like they were didn't know each other. And she stood up and looped her arm through his and said, This is my boyfriend. I love him. You know, so Jisoo was not the fickle biatch that we thought she was, you know, cheating or whatever. So I just cannot see this drama shitting all over the good person and giving him an unhappily ever after. I mean, if they do... This is extremely entertaining. It's not gonna really be the unhappily ever after feeling that I have when I watch a romance. Like those need to be happily ever after, baby, because who ain't nobody got time for that. But this I just gosh, our male lead is really a good guy. He misinterpreted everything that was going wrong with his relationship with his girlfriend. And I just really wanna see him get another chance. Um, it is the most exciting drama out right now you do not want to miss this i could i recommend this drama so highly that it holds the title for the best k drama and it will hold that title until and only until something in 2024 is capable of dethroning it i'm telling you if you have not watched this drama stop this podcast And go watch. I promise you will not regret it.